it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. I'm excited to share with you a conversation that I had with Pastor Torian Scott. He and I both recorded this for our podcast, so you can find it not only here, but also at his podcast, which is called Masters in the Marketplace. It's all about helping you create your own business. I created two businesses from nothing. They were ideas in my mind, and I built those businesses and ultimately sold them. And we did a lot of good over a lot of years. And you can do the same thing. So here we go. Today with me, I have my friend, Rhonda Shortino. She is a dynamic speaker and author of 13 books, a business owner, a child advocate, and a successful survivor. But that's not all. She has created a video series on good relationships. All of us need an understanding of how to build good relationships. A dynamic speaker, founded Successful Survival Foundation, and a speaker's bureau. She's launched the Love in Action Community Initiative and created the Your Real Success curriculum. Today, everyone, welcome Rhonda Shortino into our community. Thank you so very much for share, for joining me uh, this uh, on this podcast, Rhonda. I appreciate you. I am so honored to be with you. This is so cool. Uh, I love that we're able to do this with technology and share our conversation with people literally all over the world. And I hope that together we can inspire some people to go from victim to victorious, uh, from survivor to successful survivor. There's a huge distinction in that. So I hope that we can do some good here today. So thank you for having me. Of course, no problem. I appreciate you for taking some time out of your busy schedule of all the things that you're doing to be able to be with us. And so, Rhonda, tell me this. You know, you and I, we met some years ago. Um, I remember uh, there was, um, you know, there was a building across the street where I was actually doing some business and I had the opportunity to come in and meet the owner of the building, in which, of course, it was you. And I love the fact of us meeting because what was supposed to be just a kind of like a transactional meeting ended up turning into a full-blown friendship that we have had, you know, for a number of years. But one of the things that I love about you and what I really want to share with our audience is the story uh, of your life. Because of course we see now child advocate, business owner, author of 13 books, but that didn't necessarily just come out of anywhere that came from somewhere. So would you just share with us, you know, where those things came from? Tell us about your story. What makes Rhonda uh, be Rhonda today. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't think there's enough time. Nobody wants to hear all those details, but uh, I'll try to give the the quick version. Uh, right now, my husband is somewhere rolling his eyes going, oh, she's not capable of giving a quick version of anything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I I was raised in a, in a, just a dysfunctional and chaotic home with, um, 
uh, my uh, maternal grandparents, my parents were gone, my grandfather was mentally ill, and my grandmother was an alcoholic and an addict. So we didn't have a lot of food. Um, we lived in a, in a dirty little shack. And so really early on, I started trying to come up with ways to eat. <laughs> you know, it's amazing what you can figure out when you're hungry. So, oh, yeah. so I mean, I would do stuff like, um, I remember that we, we, there was a neighbor down the street who had an almond tree. And when that tree was full of almonds, uh, and they would just let them fall on the ground. I would ask them if I could pick up those almonds and I would get, uh, you know, uh, brown bags from the grocery store and fill bags with almonds. And I would go door to door in my neighborhood. And you have to understand the neighborhood. I mean, the Hells Angels were on that street. Literally, wow. there was, it was a Hells Angels house. <laughs> I mean, there was the drug dealer house. There were the people who were making uh, fake papers for uh, immigrants who were coming in over the border. I mean, this was a rough neighborhood. And here's this little white girl. And I was the only white girl for miles and miles and miles around. Like, I understand being the, the, the one that's different, but not in the way that most people talk about today. I was the minority. I was a little white girl. You could see me from outer space with my blonde hair and my pale, pale white skin. And I'm going from door to door and I'm selling almonds. And when somebody else had a peach tree full of peaches, I'm over there help. you know, can I, can I take some of these peaches? And so I'm eating and I'm selling. And then I was six years old. I learned how to, a lady taught me how to knit. Another lady taught me how to crochet. So, uh, I would, uh, knit and crochet little things and try to sell them from door to door. Believe it or not, people bought. Mm -hmm. And so I was, it seemed like I was working my whole entire life. I would wash dogs. I would wash cars. I would cut grass. I would do anything to make some money to buy food. And, wow. uh, and so I emancipated, I was at ward of the court. I emancipated when I was 16. So I was on my own at 16 wow. and I became the youngest licensed insurance broker in the state of California when I was 17 uh, they didn't want me to take my test, but I kept appealing to the insurance commissioner and saying, look, you know, I'm emancipated. I, I could be tried as an adult if I commit a crime. So why won't you let me be an insurance agent? And after six wow. uh, declinations and appeals, they finally let me take my test. So I became an insurance agent at 17. I bought my first house when I was 19. I bought my first wow. rental when I was 21. And I started wow. my first insurance agency protecting and defending the good people and organizations that take care of abused kids when I was 27. Wow. And so um, that's kind of the short, that's as short as I can make it, I think. Wow, wow, wow. But no, you know, I'm, I want to dig into something that you've done because a lot of people, whenever they face hardships or they, their environment isn't conducive for progress, for progress or, you know, progressive things that they could be able to or productive things that they could be able to do. You know, what was that on the inside of you that said, hey, listen, I may be six, but I can go and pick these. I see the opportunity. I can go pick these almonds. I can go pick these peaches. You know, what was that on the inside of you that pushed you to be able to make a decision like that at six and then 10 years later to even appeal to, you know, emancipate and all, where does that come from? Where, where does that come from? It's because I was hungry, Torian. It's funny what you'll do. <laughs> hungry. My stomach was growling, baby. So, you know, I, I feel like we, every single one of us has a choice. 
we can be a victim. And, and you know, some of us are victimized. I mean, I was disciplined with a skillet of hot oil when I was four years old. I have, would have cigarettes put out into my arms and legs, whatever happened to be the closest thing. So I understand. I'm not trying to make light. I know what it is to be a real victim. Yeah. And some people are victimized and it's through no fault of their own. I mean, for me, I mean, at four years old, what did I do wrong that I deserved yeah. to, to, you know, be held down and a hot, a skillet of hot oil poured on me? I still have scars on my body. The reality wow. is, though, we can we can decide mm -hmm. that we're going to stay there mm -hmm. or we can decide that we are going to mine the lessons out of our experiences and, and the most painful experiences is where we get the biggest lessons, frankly. And what I learned from like being abandoned by my parents, I learned that nobody was going to rescue me. I lived in this abusive house and you could scream all you want, but back then, uh, you know, I'm much older than you. And so the culture back then was, you know, whatever you do with your family in your house, that's your business. And nobody was going to call the police. One time somebody did call the police and the police came out and it was actually worse for me after the police left. Mm -hmm. And so I learned nobody was going to rescue me. Well, guess what? When I started my first company, when I was 27 years old, I knew nobody was going to rescue me. I never expected that uh, the government would, you know, help me out or bail me out. I never expected that um, I'd buy a winning lottery ticket. I never expected to marry a wealthy man. I mean, I just expected to do for myself uh, what, whatever I needed to do. Um, the poverty of my childhood taught me um, two things. It, it built in me an appreciation. I mean, right, even now today, I have an appreciation for everything I have. I don't take anything for granted. And then when I started to get a little money, when, when I was selling those peaches and, you know, and, and doing anything that I could do to earn a little bit of money, when I did have money, I didn't squander it. Yeah. I was very careful to this day. And you know my life now. I mean, if, if, I, if I shared what my life really looked like now, what I have, where I live, the houses, the cars, all that, I mean, you would think I was lying or bragging or delusional because it's really that good. I am still, yeah. I am still though the one. I will be in the grocery store holding up the, uh, the ketchup bottles and looking, all right, this one is 3.7 cents an ounce and this one is 10.9 <laughs> cents an ounce. Who in the world is buying the 10.9 cents an ounce? Like what is in here that's better? You know what yeah. I mean? I will never squander my money. Um, being abused when I was too little and too vulnerable to prevent it built in me a burning desire for justice and to speak for people who have no voice. I could go on and on and on, but I believe that when we mine the lessons mm -hmm. out of what we've been through and, and we see that we have uh, acquired learned abilities, and, a, and an example of that is you know, those of us who have been through some tough stuff, we can walk into a room and literally within seconds, we can read the room. We can have an idea of who might yeah. be friendly, who's not, who can we trust, mm -hmm. who we better not, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, you can tell if somebody's in a good mood, everything's going to go okay, or ooh, they're not, and I'm going to keep my distance because this might, this might go south. 
you know, we learn those abilities. When, when you take that and the character traits that get developed in tough times, like resilience, resourcefulness, uh, mm. courage, tenacity, determination, yep. you take all those things and every one of those character traits, every one of those learned abilities and your coping skills, and that's exactly what we need, exactly what we need to create success in our personal lives and in our careers. So I would say we have or we have access to every single thing that we will ever need to find and fulfill the good purpose for our lives. I love it. I love it. And you know, you said something that I believe that most of the audience definitely needs to hear. When you hear her talking about all the things that she's went through, you heard her say a key word, she mined the lessons. Um, whenever you mind something, you have to recognize that it's not easily accessible on the surface. Uh, if you're mining something, it's going to have, you're going to have to dig, you're going you're to have to get into the weeds, you're going to have to get a little bit dirty, you're going to have to really, you know, get beyond your comfort zone and out of your comfort zone in order to be able to re give this thing a new meaning and so when you're talking about hey you know you were able to be resourceful you found that because you were hungry because you went you know and got all of these different things the almonds the peaches and you sold them that it's because you found yourself to be resourceful and you use that in your next level of life whether that be business or your family or coaching or whatever the case you may be doing you found to be resourceful a amazing golden nugget that you can use to be able to lift you not only yourself up but lift others up as well and i love that about you i love that about your story i love that you said something that hey and i hope that you're listening i hope that you're taking notes she said i you can decide to be victimized or you can decide to be a victor and that's what you decided to do you decided to say hey i'm not going to associate with the identity of a victim, but I'm going to associate with the identity of a victor. And that's what being a master in the marketplace is truly all about, that there's something that has been given to you, that there's something that has been given into your hands. You know, for those of us who are uh, those who follow the Bible and, you know, faith-based, basically, one of the things that we're able to look at in the parable of the talents is that the master gave the servants uh, his goods according to their ability. But he never told them what to do with it. He never told them, hey, this is what I want you to do with your five. This is what I want you to do with your two. This is what I want you to do with your one. They had to mine the lessons. They had to mine the environment. They had to look for opportunities around them to be able to multiply what has been given to them in their hands. And it's the same thing when you're listening to this. And as you're listening to Rhonda, you may be going through a tough spot right now uh, at this at this recording, we are right in the middle of a nationwide lockdown in which so many people's businesses have shifted. So many people's lives have been shifted. You may be one that's out there that's listening to this, that maybe your job was lost and you were the one that was laid off, or maybe your business had to close down, or maybe you lost money throughout this time. What are the lessons that you can find within this time to come out stronger, better, and even more successful than your survival story. So I appreciate that. So Rhonda, tell me this, what steps, you know, because I kind of want to stay in this mining thing because so many people, things happen to them and they just let it happen to them. And then they're able to tell what happened to them, but they, they're not able to tell what they got out of it. So take me through the process of what steps a person should take in order to take inventory of their life. Because right now the world seemingly has slowed down a little bit. You know, everybody's kind of just 
you know, I don't say everyone. There are some that are out there that are hungry, that are that are moving forward, that are that are truly making things happen. But you know, in this time, how can a person take inventory of what has happened to them, what they may find themselves in, so that they can come out on the other side as a success? Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. I want to just take a second though and acknowledge the amazing people who uh, aren't. They don't have that moment because they're in medicine. They're in the medical field, they're first responders, they're, you know, these are the paramedics, the police officers, the firefighters, you know, all of these folks who now are, um, you know, out there on the front lines. I just have to give them my respect here for a second because, uh, and acknowledge the fact that they're, they are literally, if they weren't before, they're risking their lives getting out there. Uh, yep. to, to help those of us who are sick. And some of them are doing two and three jobs because their coworkers have now gotten sick. So they're, you know, oh man, I mean, my heart goes out to those folks. For the, yep. for the rest of us though, who now are like in this weird twilight zone holding pattern, you know, it's like, wow, wait, the sun is still shining outside. It's, yep. you know, still comes up every morning. Uh, yep. but But everything else is like, turned on its head. I want to encourage people uh, to, to take this opportunity, and it is an opportunity. I look at every single challenge, and, I, and I've lived long enough to see, I can literally go back and say, well, I went through this, and this is, this is the good thing that came out of it. And is I, I've lost everything more than once. I had invested wow. everything I had into a company that was in the World Trade II building on September 11th. Wow. I stood in my living room looking at the TV, watching everything that I had invested in get destroyed. And I'm not trying to make it personal. People died, and, and it, it was a terrible tragedy for a lot of people. But, you know, at the ripe old age of 41 or whatever it was, after I'd built you know, spent my life working 60 to 80 hours a week building something. And now all of a sudden, I'm going to start over. Mm. And there and there have been other times that I've had to start over in my life. So if you're in that place right now where you've been laid off and maybe you work for a small company and you don't even know if that small company is going to make it, so you don't even know if you're going to have a job to go back to, I get it. It hurts. Mm. And it's, it's anxiety-filled. It's fear-filled. But you can take this present challenge and you can turn it into an opportunity that you would not have otherwise had. Because yeah. here you have some time. So the steps, Torian, that you asked me uh, about, the very first step, uh, and, and I outline this in my Your Real Success curriculum. And you can go to yourrealsuccess.com and you can get information and contact me and, and um, you know, go deeper with this. But the high level steps are just that, you know, first of all, we have to actually look at the things that we've been through, the things that have caused us pain. And, and you, you referred to this earlier, Torian, that, you know, nobody wants to do that. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It's messy. When you start mining the lessons, you have to go back to that time when your heart was broken, when mm -hmm. uh, something unfair happened, when something ugly happened. You cannot, you know, like it, you had to live through it once. The last thing on earth that you want to do is talk about it and go through it again. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But 
This time, when you look at it, you're looking at it from your perspective and maturity that you didn't have when you went through it the first time. You're older wow. now. You're wiser now. Wow. And for people who, you know, where it involves violent crime, it involves domestic violence, it, it involves child abuse, um, it's very helpful if you can do it with someone else. It's almost like having a, a lifeline. You know, you're going to dive into the ocean, but you're not going to do it by yourself. You're going to tie a rope around your middle, you know, and some other person, trusted friend. If it's a pastor, it's your friend, it's your spouse, it's a brother or sister, whoever it is, somebody that you trust is holding on to the other end. You can go ahead and dive in that water because you can trust that that person, when you tug on the line, get me out of here. They're going to pull you back up. But you go in there and you say, okay, this happened. I can't change that it happened. It happened. Now, what, what good could possibly come from it? And let me tell you, I've had that conversation with people who have come out of human trafficking. You know, when you can say to somebody who has been trafficked, and you yeah. know what I want to say, and it's not nice. Yeah, yeah. But when, when, when you have had people use you, mm. you know, seven, eight times a day, and there's mm. no respect and there's no dignity, for me, you can imagine me telling that person, all right, baby, now mind the lessons. You know, they want to hit me. That's how right. can, how can right. that, what are you talking about? And I've had people get angry with me, but I've also had people go ahead, hold their breath, hold their nose if they have to, and dive in. And guess what they learn? They learn coming out of trafficking, they've learned conflict resolution. They've wow. learned to read faces. They know when somebody is okay. They know when they're just about ready to snap. They know when, when you know, uh, how, to, how to talk somebody off the ledge. They know how, I mean, and those are things, I'm telling you, the hardest stuff that you've been through teaches you the most significant and profound lessons. Because when you know how to resolve conflict that could wind up violent, that could wind up tragic, yeah. That's an amazing skill. You know what? They teach that to federal agents. They teach that to at Quantico, you know, wow. to FBI and DEA agents. Guess what? Some of that, some of us learned that when we were, you know, five years old in kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. So you, no matter what you've been through, and I'm not trying to minimize either the person who, you know, they had pain because, um, you know, their mom and dad split up when they were in the second grade. I've, I've had people say to me too, well, I wasn't trafficked and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't abused. So I guess I, you know, I don't qualify. I can't do this. No, no. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. had pain. Everybody's yeah. experienced. You don't get through this life without some pain. I mean, you know, from the, from the word of God, it says that many are the troubles of the righteous, but God will deliver them out of them all. So, so, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how kind and sweet you are. Nobody is immune from pain in this world because this world's broken. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. just the reality. Okay. So, um, 
you know, we can pray for protection and all that stuff. But I, but I have found that when we cooperate with God and we collaborate with God, that, that, that he'll lead us through this process and bring us out on the other side stronger and more resilient and more resourceful than we ever would have been because now we own those character traits. We own those learned abilities. And once you recognize what you have, now you can walk into an employer and, and, or a business partner or a bank to get a loan for your business. And you walk in there confident. And I'll tell you, as a business owner, I've interviewed many, many people for jobs. And, and I've literally yeah. sat where I have the job application of somebody who has advanced degrees, I mean, they've got the bona fides, they've got the pedigree, they went to all the right schools, and I've got an application yeah. from somebody who has none of that, mm-hmm. but they know who they are. Yeah. And they walk in and say, you know what? What I lack in a classroom education, I make up for in my attitude and my work ethic. Mm-hmm. I'm willing right. to learn. I'm willing to do whatever I need to do. Guess who I'm going to hire? Every day. Yes. Every time, always, no disrespect to all my friends who have all those advanced degrees and some of them have initials, so many initials after their name, they don't fit on the business card. God love them and bless them. But you know, give me somebody who says, yeah, I've been bent, but I'm not broken. And and that person, that person, you know, they want it. They're going to go for it. Yeah. Now, that is somebody who I will bet on every day of the week. So I, yes. I probably gave you way more of an answer than you wanted. Oh, but. this is great. No, <laughs> this is great. Because, you know, one of the things that, and I hope, I've been taught to learn, and I hope that our listeners can really learn this as well. But I've not necessarily only been taught to listen to a person and what they say, but why they say it and how they say it. And as people are listening to you, what they're, I'm hoping that they're getting out of this is that your hunger will drive you to be able to mine these lessons, to not be a victim, to be a victor, to use it, to be able to build someone up, build yourself up so that you can come out on the other side as a success. And, you know, it takes courage, like you said. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head, something that is extremely um, prevalent, but overlooked for a long time. The trafficking, the trafficking, you know, whole situation that I don't even call it industry. I hate, I, I even call that, you know, I hate calling it that. But the trafficking epidemic that we have, you know, in our nation um, and, and all around the world, you know, people forget that those people have to deal with the PTSD of coming out of something like that. And here you are on the front lines, helping them to recognize at the, the most horrific thing that could happen. You were taken from your family or you were sold by your family, you know, and you may find yourself in a whole different country and many people in between that. I don't even say just many, just many people in between that to have used you, abused you. You don't know who you are. You don't know if you belong anywhere. And yet you've been able to help people to come out of something as heinous as that to be able to come into a place of success. And I hope that you're listening, you know, with a very critical ear today, just to hear about maybe you haven't been through something as horrific as sex trafficking or trafficking, or you may be grown up in a very bad neighborhood or background, or maybe you have or whatever the case. Hopefully you're listening to the fact that if, Rhonda could do it. 
I can do it. That's There's right. no magic pill for her. There's no magic potion. There's no, you know, secret, you know, formula or secret thing. It's just truly being courageous enough to step into the mess of your history so that you can come to a place of destiny. And mm. um, I think that is so, I think that's so powerful. So go ahead. No, I, th- that's it. That's it. And every single one of us can do this. And, and um, it literally, good can come from bad. My, that, my whole life is evidence of that. There's nobody who can tell me otherwise. Now, you know, we all know people who live in their desperation. You know, yep. they live depressed. They stay there. And there is such a thing as, you know, um, chemical depression and, and all that. I'm not trying to make light of any of that. Uh, and, and, and many people have the absolute right. It's completely understandable to be depressed after painful things have happened. There are a lot of people right now suffering from depression. I heard recently that there's been a spike in domestic violence reports and child abuse reports. You know, people are home who aren't normally home and, you know, getting on each other's nerves and people are frazzled and, and, uh, and, and I get that. But, but going back to, you know, we can find the opportunity in this time that we're in. Uh, there's so much available online. I mean, I have a free online course uh, that succeed because of what you've been through. The, at the, the Your Real Success uh, website has some free downloadable stuff. My website, Rhonda.org, uh, there's a free um, ebook of success tips. I mean, there's stuff that you can do right now that you can use this time as a reset button and actually come out of this time stronger and more successful personally and professionally than you ever would have been otherwise. Because most of us are on some kind of a, you know, hamster wheel in our lives where we're going a million miles an hour and and don't have the time to just stop. Yeah. And take that assessment and say, okay, what have I been through? How did it change me? What did it develop in me? What can I do with that? What kind of industries value, for example, the ability to um, resolve conflict? Well, customer service, every single customer service job, you know, resolve, uh, has that requires, if you're going to do it well, the ability to resolve conflict. Um, I mean, I could go through, I mean, you name the difficult thing and you can bring some good out of it and you can use that as a platform for your future. I just want to encourage people to do that. So that's so good. You know, so talk, talk to us about this in our last few moments. After you mined the lessons, after you found out, you pretty much have an inventory list of, you know, things that you've been through, but now here are the lessons, here are the, the characteristics, uh, here are the values that I received out of this message or this this mess, basically, and I'm turning it into my message. Yeah. What are the next steps that a person should do? Like, what are they supposed to go out and start a business? Are they supposed to go out and write a book? Are they supposed to start a blog? You know, what are they supposed to do with it? I mean, other than just you know, kind of, okay, I received it. I understand it. I know it. Wow. That's done something for me, you know, great. But how do I now put it into actionable steps so that I can truly move from this success story? Because if if I was, if I was to, I'm I'm a very systems person. So if I was to kind of systematize what you just said, it was, okay, I've been through something. 
I've now mined the lessons. I've gotten some lessons out. Here are the things that I got out of it. Here are the nuggets of truth. But now what, how do I assimilate that into my next step? Oh, that's so good. Thank you for saying that. Okay. So that's, so, so what happens with this Your Real Success curriculum, there, there are worksheets that walk folks through all the steps. It's, it's, you know, it's more detailed than what we've talked about here. You can't cover the whole entire thing. There's, you know, I think nine segments, um, nine components of the entire curriculum. It would take hours and hours and hours to talk about all of it. Uh, but you, you go through these steps and then you get to this place where you have these puzzle pieces. Okay. So you put it all down you say, well, here's my natural strengths, my gifts. Here's my learned abilities. Here's the character traits that have been uh, created in me as a result of all of this. Here's my coping skills. Uh, in other words, here's how I know how to survive. Um, so, and an example, we didn't talk about that, but would be, you know, the kid who, uh, it's an abusive environment and the kid learns to know when to tell a joke, mm. when to run and hide, when to back off, when to be quiet, when to leave people alone, you know, when to confront. And so those are, those are some of the survival skills that's, that, that people pick up. So what happens is you have all these pieces and, you, and there's a worksheet that walks you through this. But you look at all those pieces and you say, okay, when I look at this as a whole, what, what comes off the page at me? Mm. What kind of work? What kind of service in the world? What yeah. good can I do for others? The big clue, it always involves helping others. Yes. All right. So, so there's either, you know, maybe it's getting a job. You know, everybody in the world is, does, is not wired for, for being a, a small business owner. And that's right. totally fine. I mean, I want to encourage everybody, be in your lane. Stay yes. in your lane. Okay, so if those puzzle pieces come off the page and say, you know what, I think I'm supposed to be a police officer. Mm. Go pursue that. You know, oh, I think I'm supposed to share my story. Good. Start a blog, start a vlog, join a speaker bureau, you know, learn those skills, hone those skills and get out there and share your story. Share your story on, on a live stream Facebook post. You don't need to wait for somebody to hire you to come share your story, especially right now, you know, all the events are canceled, you know? yep. <laughs> and so all of a sudden that, you know, I'm taking my live events and, you know, and putting them onto, onto using technology on zoom and all that stuff. So, you know, maybe it's that, maybe it's writing a book, maybe mm -hmm. it's, um, maybe it's learning to be a life coach. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's is different because each of us has a, a different combination of puzzle pieces. Yeah. We're we, each one of us, the minute that we're conceived, we have separate and unique DNA from every other human being on earth now or ever. Yeah, we are that's truly it. unique. So our thing that's that's the combination of all these puzzle pieces is truly unique. So I can't, you know, I can't, it's, yeah. I, I, there's no possible way that I could predict what somebody's is supposed to be. But, but what we've done with that curriculum is to give everybody 
all the tools that they need. And you get all that together and it's the coolest thing when I see people go, oh my gosh, I know what I need to do. And like the light goes on in their head and then they hit the ground and they pursue it. And that is the coolest thing because you know what? When we're, when we take a job and many of us, you know, we, we who went into uh, being a bookkeeper because, you know, their dad was a bookkeeper or who went into being a dentist because their mom was a dentist, you know, whatever it is. And we, yeah. or, or we, this was our first job and we fell into it. And here we, you know, are 20 years later. Now we have a mortgage and we have kids, we have bills. You know, you can't just start in, in another career because that would be entry level and you're already making this. So despite the fact that you hate it and you're dying, you know, you have to stay there. Well, no, not really. Yeah. Not really, because the thing is, when you look at all your puzzle pieces and you find out what, what you were really made to do, what you were born to do, you don't necessarily have to start at entry level. And, yep. and here's an example of that. Here's what I mean by that. I spent literally 40 years in insurance. I wow. started at 15 years old, all right? Wow. I wrote a book, my first book, From Foster Care to Millionaire, and I wasn't trying to write a book. I was writing a letter to a, a young girl who I felt like was making wrong decisions at 100 miles an hour, and, um, and I printed off a few copies of it because I wanted to give it to her, but I also wanted to give it to her foster mom to read so she knew what I was saying to her daughter, and I, and I gave it to a couple of friends. Somebody sent it to Barnes & Noble. And the lady from Barnes and Noble at the home office called me and said, well, you clearly don't know anything about putting a cover on a book or laying it out or whatever. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this person just called me because I wasn't trying to write a book. And But it was priceless advice. She said, if you'll do A, B, C, and D, I'll make sure that your book is in every single Barnes and Noble. And she did. I did what she, um, I, I, I did, I refused to take offense. I mm. took that advice, not as criticism, but as priceless advice. Oh, and, and did what she said. She put my book in Barnes & Noble and then the Today Show called. And so where I'm going with all that, I became a public speaker. Mm. I became an author. Wow. I went from an industry that was the only industry I had ever worked in. The only thing I knew how to do. I used to would joke. I would say to my employees, look, you're working on my license. If you screw up, not only do I lose my license, you lose your jobs, but you could actually even send me to jail. Please don't screw up. <laughs> I mean, my, my life was in there, the hands of every single one of my employees because they could, they could make a, a critical error and only I would be responsible for it. And I used to say, I, if, you, if something happens, I probably couldn't get a job bagging groceries. That was a thing that I said for 40 years. I probably couldn't get a job bagging groceries. I, but, but my very first book, my very first self-published, wasn't even trying for it to be a book book. And it wound up in every single Barnes & Noble in the United States and being featured on the Today Show. And now I've written 13 books. So I'm here to tell you, when you're doing what you were born to do, you will not probably start at entry level. And if you do, it will not be very long before right. you are, you know, elevated up into what you were born to do. Yes. Wow. You know, that is so... 
amazing. And, and as you're listening to this, I hope that you are writing notes. Once again, I hope that you're really, truly understanding the message that's coming across to you. Because as I'm listening to this, I'm over here going through inventory in my own life and going through different experiences that I have had in my life and different letdowns, different um, heartbreaks and heartaches and saying, okay, what did I learn out of that? And I believe that it was our conversation those years ago, whenever you said that to me, Um, gosh, it it was years upon years ago. And you said, I looked at my life and, you know, I had all of these, you know, self-help gurus, you know, you know, right now you see a book, you see a bookshelf behind me. If you were to look at my whole office, you see books literally all around me. So I'm a voracious reader. I am a person who loves information um, because because I believe that reading books is reading somebody's mind. That's what they've been through um, so that you don't make those mistakes. And I remember you saying, you know, after listening to all of these personal development people, after, you know, reading all of these books and I had to step back and say, wait a minute my life is amazing too. (laughs) You know, like I have something to offer. I have something to give. And I hope that that's what you're getting out of this whole, this whole conversation that we're having and that you have something to give. You have something to offer. You have something to share with the world that literally the world is waiting on your message. The world is waiting on you. Um, I say this all the time. You kind of alluded to it, but in my book, running after destiny, I talk about the three different types of dreams. You know, there is, Uh, their dream, there's your dream, and then there's God's dream. You know, their dream is something that expects and demands from you. It's the people who go to school and become doctors that didn't want to be doctors, lawyers, but because it was the family dream or mom or dad or grandmother or whoever's paying for school, that's where you're going to do it. That's what you're going to do. And most people build their whole life off of that. And they're like, I don't want to do this. So I've met people that didn't want to be the doctors that didn't want to be doctors, lawyers that didn't want to be lawyers. And, you know, the reality is that there's a level of depression. There's a level of disconnect because they feel like they have to. And then there's your dream. Your dream excites you. It drives you. It's something that happens to you that you feel like you were put on here, put on the earth to be able to do. Um, But you have to recognize that sometimes your dream uh, sometimes can be selfish because I know some people who have a dream just to be on an island to themselves and... (laughs) Just, you know, they want to eat up all the resources and coconuts and and pineapple that they can and just have nobody mess with them. But, you know, that's not progressive. That's not what we were put on the earth for. We weren't put on the earth for ourselves. We were put for someone else. And so that's where God's dream comes in. And God's dream, it it expands you out of your your comfort zone and it develops you. And um, expands you out of your comfort zone because you have to go back and mind those lessons. You have to go out and say, okay, what do I really have in me that I'm able to move forward out of so that I can truly help someone else? And it develops you to be a person that you didn't even think that you could be. And so I think that that's what's happened in your life that, you know, there was, you know, someone else's dream, you know, for you, which was, Hey, you know, go live with your grandparents, you know, and then there was your dream, you know, which is I I'm hungry. So I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, I'm going to just sell these things so I can eat. But then you started minding the lessons and it began to, involve you and be able to get you out of your comfort zone and to be able for you to develop into the person that you are today. And so it has been my privilege and my honor to sit with you for this time. I believe you gave some amazing golden nuggets out there for people. If you are, if you're listening to this and you didn't get anything out of it, we say something in Texas like this, because I'm born born and raised in Texas. Like if you didn't get anything out of that, that don't light you on fire, your wood is wet. Okay. (laughs) 
that don't light you on fire. Your wood is wet. Oh and my goodness. So I believe that you ignited so many people and inspired so many people. You've re-inspired me, you know, oh. once again. So I want to thank you. So tell us, you know, you've, you've, I want to just be, be able to capture this. So you've said it throughout the time, but where can people follow you? Where can people get some of your resources? Where can people be able to pick up this these wonderful books, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through, an actual book as well as a workbook? She's also written, like we said, 13 books. If I was over here to get all of the books that she's written, written, you know, and take up the screen. But where can people follow you? Where can people find you? How can people interact with you? Tell our audience how they can stay in touch. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Well, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G is probably the best one. Uh, that's, that's where my blog articles are and videos and free downloadable ebook. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook, Rhonda Shortino. I know that's hard to spell, but S-C-I-O-R-T-I-N-O. And Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, it's all at Rhonda Shortino. So I would love to connect uh, with anybody who's listening to this. I mean, this is, this is what I do now. Uh, no longer in insurance. I sold my company. And, and fulfillment of my purpose is helping you fulfill your purpose. So I'd love to hear from you um, and, uh, and see how I can help. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, you know, love to you and your family from us. And we know that, you know, there's so many more things on the horizon. You're, you're, you're saving so many lives. You're helping so many people. Oh. And we're glad that you stopped by the marketplace here at Masters in the Marketplace to share your wisdom with us. So we appreciate you. Thank you very much. For every person that's listening to this, we want to say thank you for tuning in yes. and being a part of this wonderful, amazing broadcast with Rhonda Shortino. Once again, you can go to her website, Rhonda.org. And you know how to spell Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A.org. And you can go and look at some of the things that she's been able to put out there. Um, for those who are, you know, in other countries and maybe you can't never you can't access certain things, send us an email, info at Torianscott.com, and we'll be able to send you certain things that we were able to download uh, from her website to be able to send to you. Like we said, we want you to become a master in the marketplace. We want you to mind those lessons. We want you to be... I have a free gift for you. For a limited time, as long as supplies last, I want to send you a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. I'm going to also send you the accompanying workbook for free free shipping and everything. All you have to do is go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, go to the shop button at the top and find the Succeed Because book and workbook set. It's normally $19.95, but with the coupon code COVID, C-O-V-I-D, I will send it to you for free. I hope you take advantage of this offer. I wrote this book to help people mine the lessons out of what they've been through and use those lessons to create personal and professional success. I want to do that for you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and, and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time.